0: Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Donald Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows, and I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And today on Donald Justice, we're talking about minute number sixty-eight, which uh, starts with Batman realizing that he has been trapped, and uh, and then the minute's going to end with uh, <laughs> him being apprehended some shit goes down in this minute. I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> it's like oh man. Yeah. I've been there.
1: I've see I, I know the feeling of when you're start, when you have to write starts and ends and it's like how do I how how best to describe it? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's it definitely is one of those uh this minute right here is uh is something else.
1: Yo, I got it paused on 1 second in and there's a good shot of the symbol on the res- regime soldiers' Shoulder, dang, that's a hard sense. That's and like it's red and silver. Mm -hmm. Like, one again, it's that blood red. Hey, yo, I don't know. I don't know if you ever see the silver too much in you know, aside from uh, death of,
0: yeah, common theme, maybe, maybe. Now, the closer we get to them, like, as the three, because what's going on in this minute is. It starts like what a, a seemingly one shot in this minute. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, he, Batman fights the dudes in the truck, kills both of them, and on his way out, it starts this 360 one shot. And as it gets closer to him by the end of the minute, like, it gets better in my opinion. But that's because maybe it's getting closer. I think it's because it's getting closer. Um, Just, but it's cool in like an overall sense but when you i remember every time watching it i would just nitpick the choreography cause, yeah um, and then another thing that i am kind of disappointed that they don't fix is um when you see this film in imax this is one of those scenes that like go full screen yeah. to get everything and i remember clearly that this woman that we saw in minute sixty six, uh-huh. you can see her clear as day at the bottom, like, like her whole, uh, she's cut off because of the widescreen, but in the in IMAX you could see everything that's going on with her, and you can see her getting shot to death while he's trying to help her up, and you can't see that right now what we're looking at, yeah. Because you see him dr- like let go of her, yeah, at maybe thirty-four seconds in, and that's because yeah, she right then the and ground, there and she's... she's getting shot at, and then she dies right there. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, but you you don't get to see that in the Ultimate Edition because they don't go full screen. When you watch The Dark Knight Rises, there are moments where it'll full screen to. Oh yeah, to, I remember that. Like pull in the. Uh... That was the first IMAX movie that I ever saw. No, you said Star Trek what was your first IMAX.
1: I don't know why I remember that. Dark Knight was... Star Trek was the first one that I saw. Oh, I'm saying Dark
0: Knight Rises. Oh,
1: Dark... No, okay. Dark Knight... The Dark Knight was the first IMAX movie. Star Trek... You saw an IMAX, you said. I saw an IMAX, but it was the first one at this local IMAX that we had. The one in Waterford
0: Anyways, so (laughs) let me read some notes here from the Art of Film book regarding uh, this moment right here. Uh, It says, uh, Richard Setchon, who played... um, what he he played um, one of the Kryptonians in Man of Steel, and I can't remember. He was like the actual sub commander. Oh uh-huh. yeah 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 yeah. yeah. The guy remember. with the cool
1: accent, the funny accent. Not Jack Not Jack but the guy
0: that was. He was on the computer. deck. Did he have any speaking lines? I don't think yeah, he had speaking lines. He was just pointing. He was pointing at a computer or whatever. He was, but pointing he was, at the he was like the real sub commander. The signal from yeah. what the scout ship was yeah. setting off. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he, he's Ben Affleck's uh stunt double in this film. And uh he he says uh, Rich Sentron who doubled uh Ben Affleck as Batman had to complete over one hundred moves in a sequence to take down twenty-four opponents. We wanted to make this guy really dynamic, says Setron. When he's fighting, he's in charge. He may be fighting six, seven, eight guys at once, but he doesn't cower from anyone. Batman is a technical fighter, he can slug when he has to, but you can take but can take you down in a number of ways. So that was the idea was that um, Cetron had to practice how uh, to take down 24 people in like this. So that's why it seems so choreographed. And um, and then followed, following that is um, John DJ Desjardins. He's mm-hmm. the one who kind of came up with a hummingbird fight for Superman and Man of Steel. Um, he has some notes about like the, the, the technical difficulties of filming this scene right here. Uh, and he says, even the magic of computers-generated visual effects didn't guarantee smooth sailing to bring all the elements together and create this epic display of Batman's combat prowess. Uh, we had this crazy 360-degree fight to do, which is nuts, because when you shoot it on location like that, it's hard to make all the stitches work. The camera, pos- the camera positions don't match up no matter how well you plan it, mm-hmm. says visual effects supervisor DJ. Uh, we had to put together... We had to, we had to put it together editorially to make Batman work throughout the three camera positions. Then we had to go through and take everybody else out. A lot of people are going to be CG guys, running in and out, fighting each other, and fighting Batman. It was a pretty big reset to get the shot done right. We used an EnviroCam to record a sphere of the set where the camera was. Uh, Batman fights right in the middle of all these guys uh, fighting him, so it's a perfect virtual environment. So, that's that. So, like... Mostly anyone that comes into contact with Batman is real. But when you kind of start to look around, like all that you had to be CGI yeah. so that it could work the way they needed it to. Yeah. Which now it's super obvious now that I look through it. Oh, there's guys that are like running in the back that
1: look like their motions are way too fluid compared to the actual choreographed people. Mm-hmm. Like how they said, like the choreographed people are just like waiting on their spots. But there's a guy right as Batman is like, right as a 360 shot goes to like, I don't know how to say it, from left to right, whatever. There's a truck in the middle. There's a guy that runs, like, out of out of frame. Yeah. And, like, he's just... He
0: looks like he's a video game. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't well, it? there's a... What is it? Like, 39 seconds in, there's a truck in the background. You just see guys jumping out. And it looks very video game Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, totally. Like, I didn't even notice, like, how
1: mechanical that looked. Yeah, it's which is... It's
0: weird because it's so noticeable with the humans... But with the parademons, you're like, I can believe that. (laughs) Dude, the craziest thing about this
1: minute was that once this 360, like, actually hits the 360 angle, like, and the parademons show up, it didn't even register that there's things flying right now. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. There's parademons now? Yeah. Universally, everybody's jaw dropped in the theaters when this stuff was happening. Yeah, I think
0: uh, Kevin Smith didn't realize that, too, the first time he saw it. And then, like, he... the second time you watched it with uh, Jay, yeah, they were like, "Holy shit, those are Parademons!" Yeah, like, this is it. This is the DC universe. You get another good shot of the symbol
1: on the truck again. But, um, oh yeah. You know, we never brought up the fact that Batman's actually like we see him shooting the
0: gun, and we see him killing people, in a vision slash dream. Hmm. And not only that, but um, the Joker card that's on the his gun itself. Was there a Joker card on this gun? Yeah, there's a like on his weapon it might have been i don't know he doesn't use that weapon does he use it yeah he's using it but uh, oh there it looks like a is it a joker card or like a no it's a joker card
1: do you have a picture of
0: it yeah i got one right here
1: oh on like his assault rifle yeah. I thought you meant on his handgun. There's like no. it looks like there's like a ivory handle with maybe like a spade or something on it. No, it's just uh yeah. Oh, clearly that's the gun that was used to kill his parents. Like you know the Colt that he has on display. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. He uses that. That's so. a good
0: call. So maybe that yeah. he just throws it at someone's face. <laughs>
1: No, yeah, and so not.
0: I remember in the trailer, this like one of the most like controversial moments is him snapping this dude's neck at like fifty-eight seconds oh, in. Yeah, and I remember people being like, "Did Babby just kill a guy in the trailer?" And at that time, no one had really known what this, what this was all about. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people thought this was like the climax of the film, like getting to the end of the film, like yeah. somehow this was like like part of it. And uh, then I think. I don't know if the parademons were even in the trailer. I guess they were. Were they?
1: No. You know what? It wasn't. Like, you couldn't even see him because it just had him, like, doing that screaming bit. Yeah. I'm like, I
0: don't think you could see the parademons, but there was like, also they so they didn't much allow going. that in yeah. there. But, like, the, I remember a trailer very late in the game having what is at 40 seconds in with those parademons. And people being like, what is going on in this film? I remember film? The, the flying ones coming out. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah. But like I said, is it the minute is somewhat entertaining, but it's like you can see the execution. Does that make sense? When we watch
1: it minute by minute, we can it it loses its effect. But as a whole yeah, as a whole, this is one of the best minutes of the freaking movie. Like clearly. Man, there's pictures in this art of film book that are just like has more of this desert Batman concept art and everything. Like, that's just That's some of the coolest photos I have ever seen in my entire life. It's so... The concept is so cool. Um, Dystopian Batman? Yeah. I think what we were saying, I think now in Injustice continuity, he's in this outfit.
0: uh, I don't know if Or no, it's just Batman. It's just Batman. Yeah. He just has it. And like we said on Monday, it's like if you had just seeing this whole scene and it wasn't part of a other like a bigger film it was just like a like a youtube short film or something that someone made it's phenomenal and uh i think even this part right here is is inspirational to anyone who wants to get into filmmaking because they can look at this and be like look at every like you it's weird because like you can see the you can see the wire work quote unquote and it's because of that that you can go it's almost tangible to say like hey Look at all because, the moving parts. Because I can see the moving parts, yeah. I feel a little inspired to do something like mm-hmm. that because I can see how it's working. Like, uh, I don't know, like watching a cooking show and seeing how something is being made that watching you then... Watching how it's made. Yeah, watching how it's made. And, it, and I can make an umbrella too.
1: <laughs> you chose <laughs> umbrella?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, but it's like, yeah, you can see something like this and still be kind of inspired about it even though... Or maybe because you can see all the moving parts, so... Um was the umbrella
1: w- episode the first episode of How It's Made that you saw? It's the latest one I saw. Was it the latest one? The first one I saw was uh, pencils. Okay. I'll always remember that. Neat. Neat.
0: <laughs> Alright. Oh man.
1: So I, I the last thing that I want to say, and I think we'll get into it later on in the week. Um there's two different types of parademons. Apparently. What were you saying? There's two different types of parademons. Apparently, from what we can see. There's two we'll different it, Yeah, we'll get into it. There's there's two different types of parademons. There's like maybe the shock trooper parademon. I'll get it. I got it I got notes for it later on.
0: We'll get into oh, it. Oh, for tomorrow minute? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll okay. get into well, then it. Then we'll wait there. Alright, alright, alright. Alright, cool. Then we'll go ahead and wrap up for today's minute. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at D C E U minutes. And you can find us at the Facebook group, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.